0: Welcome to another insightful episode of Grandma Says, and here's Grandma. So back to dealing with that happy home. (laughs) Welcome back to another Grandma Says. So this is part two of scheduling as it relates to people in general. So it's not in reference to any particular age. In fact, these are things you may recognize within yourself. It's very important to recognize what's going on inside you when you start talking about interacting with children, because whatever's going on with you is going to affect how you are able to interact with your children. What can you impart to them that you have on the inside of you? What can you offer them in emotional stability if you yourself are not emotionally stable? And how would you know if you were or not in looking at where does that come from? The correlation between somebody's emotional health and how they respond to things typically begins with whatever scheduling they had when they were small. Because again, scheduling deals with your time. And your time is what determines your life for the most part. However, you spend your time is going to determine your life. If you spend all your time eating, you're probably going to be a little thicker around the waist than you need to be. And if you exercise all the time, you're probably going to be a, I guess, more fit person or maybe you exercise too much. Who knows? The point is you have to learn to balance your time in order to have a balanced life. And scheduling is a big part of that. Now, one of the big things that we have as adults uh, usually has to do with our tolerance level, how much of something we take before we explode. How much we put up with it, we probably should not. How long does it take us to respond to an issue? And how do we respond once we decide to respond? Now, here's an easy way to understand how you may have a kind of warped ideology now. <laughs> or why your tolerance levels might not be where they should be as an adult based on typical things that happen as a child. So we're talking about scheduling and time management. Let's use something simple. Mom promised that we're all going swimming. As a kid, if you've already determined mom gets home from work an hour after I get home from school. So that means I have an hour to prepare for this swimming event. I know what I want to pack. I know what I want to take. I'm excited. But you get home from school that day and she's already there. She's waiting in the car and she says why would you throw your swimsuit in the car so we're just going to go now it's not like the kid can now articulate to their mom but i thought you weren't going to be here for another hour i have things i have to do first kids aren't necessarily capable of that depending on their age and even if they were they're not likely to overstep that level of authority and try to explain all of this to the adult in the room So the child may get in the car willingly and put on a fake smile and, you know, okay, fine, at least they get to go swimming. But they're upset that they didn't get to get the things they wanted to bring with them. So that's what's going on emotionally on the kid's side, that they can't really communicate. Now, on the mom's side, she's looking in the rear view, seeing this little kid with their lip poked out, or they keep looking out the window and sighing, and she's like, wait a second, I took off work early, And I'm trying to bond with my little snot-nosed brat back there. And oh, my God, I feel like I can't do anything right. This kid is still mad, even though I'm taking them swimming. So now we have two sides of an emotional issue that's not going to be addressed because neither party wants to ruin the day for everyone else. And at the same time, neither party is in a place to address the issue because they don't really know where the issue came from. And all of this started with a schedule. The mom changed her schedule without making it clear to the kid that, no, I am taking you swimming, but that means I'm coming to get you early. The mom didn't say all that. She said, I'm taking you swimming. By the same token, the kid who's accustomed to not seeing mom until five now has to deal with mom a whole extra hour early. And she's interrupted what the kid was planning on doing because the kid has already created their own schedule at this point. So when somebody interrupts your time and you have to understand the importance of time to see how this impacts your emotion. If your time is the only thing that you're in control of and somebody else is impacting that without your consent, then ultimately it affects how you're going to respond to that emotionally. I mean, there's a difference. If I knock on your door to sell you something you don't want, I'm impacting your time in a negative way. So you're probably not going to be all that thrilled to see me. If, however, I'm from Publishers Clearinghouse and I interrupt your time to give you a check for a million (laughs) dollars, I'm still impacting your time. It's just now my impact on your time is a positive. So you're going to respond positively. That's how time and emotions lock together. And because most of us don't realize that those two things go together, we seldom equate the two. So we don't know why we're met. We don't know why we're pissed off that why do I get so mad when standing in the line at the grocery store and the cashier is having a slow, random conversation with that customer when I need to get out of here? Why does that become an emotional response? Because it's my time you're wasting and my time is the only thing I control. And right now you're taking my control and you're squandering it on that customer. So ultimately, this is how time, schedules and emotions all work together and the balancing act is once you have that foundation in your household now you have to learn to respect each other and each other's time and setting things up so your children will know that I care about you I'm spending time with you doing something we can enjoy together not I'm spending time with you yeah but the whole time I'm texting my friends and I'm on the phone well we're physically together but are we really spending time no (laughs) <laughs> so hopefully that kind of clears up the whole, how does time and emotion work together? Emotion is going to affect the outcome of what you're doing. Like if your spouse brings you a flower, a single 7-Eleven flower, that's usually a warning sign. He or she did something we weren't supposed to. And this is their apology without apologizing. So it can open a whole issue of, okay, what is this flower for? What did you do? Versus you get a beautiful bouquet sent to you at your office during your work hours so your coworkers can ooh and aah over it. That's different because that took thought. That took effort. That means the person went out of their way to send you this beautiful bouquet. So the emotion behind both acts were the same. You just received flowers, right? That part's the same. The emotion behind it is based on the amount of time it took to do it, first of all which again goes back to timing and scheduling and the fact that they were thinking of you putting all this effort into whatever it is they did and then carrying it out in such a manner that it has evoked a happy response from you instead of a pissed off response from you. So that's how time, scheduling and emotions all go together. If I see I'm taking you to dinner and we go to dinner, but the whole time I'm ignoring you, then, yeah, it physically took you to dinner. But does it count? No. So let's look at this as it relates to how you're going to go through life with your kids dealing with their emotions that's based on how much time you put in and the quality of time you put in that developed or destroyed their emotional civility. First off, you have to start off with understanding the expectations expectations can be dangerous, especially for children, mainly because if you say something to a child, sometimes they actually hold on to what you said for a very long time without you realizing that you even said it. You could have been saying something as a joke. But if your child has the expectation that you're really going to do something and you don't, now you're getting over into the changing of your child's mind as to how they see you. Now, instead of you being super mom, you're a liar because you said we were going to do this and we didn't. You said we were getting this and and I never got it. You'd be surprised how many people harbor those kinds of thoughts, even as adults and teenagers, years and years later, because mommy said she was going to get that doll when I was seven years old and she didn't get it. And that kid's mad about it forever. And then you have the teens that will take whatever that expectation was. And they'll come back and say something to you and their tone would be accusatory as in instead of them saying, yeah, I thought we we're going to go to get ice cream. Instead, it's yeah, you always say that and you never do it. Well, Chris, we know always and never is not really true. But through the eyes of a teenager, <laughs> you're always a liar, mom. No, you're not. It's just that their expectation was way up on level 15 And what you actually deliver was kind of around five or six. And since you never cleared that up, now you have kids that kind of behave in the same manner. They don't see that you think they're important. So they're not going to behave for you in a manner that suggests that they think you're important or that they think that you think that they are important. That was a mouthful. So then we fast forward and you wind up with teens that don't talk. For instance, the ones that you have to knock on their door 15 times and tell them to put down the phone and so forth. If you're not prioritizing them or spending time with them when they're small, you're not scheduling time. And here's what I mean by scheduling time. You care about your teeth, so you make an appointment with the dentist. That's that simple. You care about your kids, so your kids should know when you're going to spend time with them and how much time. There's no point in saying, well, we spoke in the car. We spoke at dinner Yeah, dinner was family time. Everybody's talking, but you should have something in there where it's one on one with your child at every stage, even at infancy. Your baby knows the difference between you cooing and playing with them and you holding them while you do something else. They're not going to wave their hand and say, hey, mom, I'm down here. But they do understand that there is a difference. And as they get older, then those differences are going to come across in their behavior towards you. And I don't mean the obedience part, because that's part of the foundation. Once the foundation is set, yes, they'll obey. The emotion determines how they will obey. That's where your differences will be. And you have to start with yourself in order to build up this level with your family. So you start with your own schedule. If you're going to have a kid, and you know that right now you are a roadrunner who's always busy, what are you willing to give up out of that schedule to give to your kids in order to make sure your kids know they are just as important to you as your job, as your dental appointments, as your doctor's appointments, as your time out with your friends, as your crocheting, whatever it is that you do. You have to schedule time with your kids too. They need their time with their friends and time alone, etc. But they really need time with you. And depending on their age determines how much time they need with you and determining what their developmental stages are. If you have a child that is really emotionally a wreck, they need more time with you than a child who, for the most part, they're good after a 20 minute pat on the back. How was your day? Things are great. Can I get a raise on my allowance kind of (laughs) kids? There's a difference, you know, and let your kids talk. Well, if they're old enough to talk, even if they're not, let them believe that you hear what they said, because that really is the beginning of creating proper emotional stability. If your kid's talking and you constantly interrupt them or go do something else, everything is, oh, 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 they know you're not listening. Don't be a douche, you know, be nice. <laughs> Treat your kids the way you want to be treated. That's the rule of thumb we all learn in kindergarten. So ultimately, these are the things that determine whether or not you're going to have emotionally stable person in your household or whether or not you're going to have somebody who's there physically, but not there mentally or emotionally. You know, you can't get mad at your teenager for not talking to you when they're 16 if you didn't talk to them when they were six. You know that song, Cats in a Cradle? That's exactly what they're talking about. If somebody has been an afterthought throughout your whole life, then they're not going to make you a priority when you want to become their priority. You guys have to get on the same page from the very beginning. And that's not just related to your kids. That's related to anything and anyone. If you still want to have a relationship with your parents, your friends, your siblings, whomever? Then you have to make the time to spend, even if it's not every day and, you know, all the time. But if I only see you on the holidays, then I know how important I am to you. You may feel as though I'm more important than that. But if what you're actually doing, like I said in the first part of this, it's not who you are. It's what you do that makes you who you are. That's what people know. They know what you do. They don't necessarily know what's in your heart. You know, I think about you all the time. Oh, it's a funny way of showing it. I don't hear from you except it <laughs> at Christmas. And that's because you want a gift. (laughs) I hear from you on my birthday. (laughs) You have to schedule the time with your kids, just like you do anyone and anything else, in order for them to feel important and prioritized and a part of your life. And that creates the emotional stability you need to be part of those three things that are necessary in order for you to have a very happy home. Okay? (laughs) Uh, The next couple podcasts, I'm going to explain scheduling as it relates per age. This was an overview to get you to understand how schedules and emotions work together and how you need to really start with yourself in this case. This is something you need to be able to hug and love yourself. If you don't take time for you ever, then you may want to examine that before even putting more focus on your family. When's the last time you took yourself out to a lunch that you really enjoyed? When's the last time that you sat down with a book and read a book by your favorite author or had someone massage your feet or things that make you feel good about you? If you start with that as a foundation, then your children will be able to sense your level of emotional stability and it'll help them to learn how to become emotionally stable themselves self-esteem begets self-esteem. The more you have of something, the more you can give to the next person. That kind of begins with you and your kids. So give that a little bit of thought before we get into the next podcast. For real, just give yourself a little bit of thought and credit here and don't rush headfirst into anything and drive yourself into a psychotic break or something. But just sit back and think about it for a minute. How happy are you with your life the way it is? How much time do you really devote to making sure that you're the person you want to be and that you are stable and emotionally sound? How much time do you spend on you and the things that you need to make sure that you are taken care of? Do you treat yourself with any level of priority? Do you make sure that you're eating right? Do you exercise? Things like that. It all goes back to scheduling and time. If all you do is get up, get dressed, Throw the other kids on the bus, run to work, work all day, come home, get the kids, go make dinner, put everybody in bed, and then you lay down exhausted and say, Oh, screw it. And that was only Monday, then you're not going to be an emotionally strong, stable individual at the end of the month. You're gonna be a wreck, tired, wore out, and probably have caught a cold or something from not taking care of yourself. So reschedule, hit that reset button. If it means have somebody carpool so you don't pick up the kids every day. If it means cutting your work hours down, if it means getting a higher paying job with fewer hours, if it means changing your schedule and only working weekends or working nights, take a moment and figure out what you need to do for you in order to make sure that you are at least on a schedule that allows you to be a stable person emotionally, physically, et cetera, in your household. And then it will help you with building the rest of your family. Well, that veered off topic a tad. (laughs) It's like (laughs) that. I'll have to say that that's all I'm going to say about that for right now. We can get into more detail later. (laughs) And otherwise, I will see you on the next podcast.